sound good. You sound good. So you recognize this. So you recognize this, right? I thought about bringing Jackson down because he really does think he's Spider-Man, but I thought that might be a total distraction. So he loves this. You recognize the character, but, but what is this I'm wearing? Mask. Mask. So I'm going to take this off now because I can't breathe, and actually it stinks because Jackson has had it who knows where. <laughs> so that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. The mask we wear. The mask we wear. So we just barely came through 2020 where a mask took on a whole new meaning, right? Yeah. Praise ye the Lord, hallelujah. We're on the, hopefully on the other side of that, or at least for now. Let me ask you a question. Don't have to answer. I want you to ponder for a moment. I want you to ponder this question. And I'm going to give you just a minute of think time. And again, don't answer out loud. Do you wear masks? Don't answer. Just respond in your heart and in your mind. Do you wear masks? You might even want to write that question down. Do you wear masks? When I was younger, masks weren't near as fancy as they are now. Now you can buy those big masks, you know, of celebrities or maybe a dinosaur and they're real flimsy and you can put them all the way over your head. You know, when I was growing up, it was just a little plastic hard mask that had the rubber band that might last about 37 seconds before it broke after you put it on your face. So, you know, masks were fun when you're little. You dress up, maybe you go to a birthday party, Maybe you've been to a masquerade ball where people dress up really fancy and they put on masks and, you know, they make things fun at times. But I want you to think for a moment about invisible masks. The invisible mask that we wear. And I didn't ask you to answer out loud, but I think it would probably be fair to say that all of us at times would agree that we do wear invisible masks. Now, so now that we've settled that issue, and maybe you would willingly admit it, and some of you would say, no, I never wear masks. I think masks are silly. Okay? Let, let me ask you this. Again, don't answer out loud, just think. Do you ever dress a certain way because you want to hang with a certain crowd? Have you ever noticed or have you ever found yourself wanting a pair of shoes because somebody else has a pair of shoes and, and everybody seems to like her and she seems to be noticed? So you think, well, I'll just get the kind of shoes she's got or I'll get that backpack or I'll get that pair of glasses because they look good on her and she seems to get a lot of attention. So I'll just wear what she wears or I'll buy what she buys and I'll get what she gets. Okay? Maybe, maybe, how many of you have phones? Answer your, you can raise your hands on that one. Okay, hands down. How many of you have social media? How many of you have Snapchat? Okay. How many of you use filters? Okay. What about Instagram? How about filters? Okay. Uh, how many of you use filters on social media every day? 
Did you know filters are just another form of math? Have you ever thought about filters being a form of math? Because they really do camouflage or somewhat change the original, right? And, but, but why? Okay? So, so we've addressed the fact that we do sometimes wear invisible masks. In real life, maybe we act or say or dress or do things because we want to be like that person who gets noticed enough and or we filter ourselves on social media but what's the why? Does anybody know why? Anybody got a guess at why we do these things? Right here, Braids. Ding, 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 ding. That's the answer I was looking for. We don't think we're good enough. My shoes aren't named brand and hers are, so maybe that's why I'm not liked as well. My shorts aren't as short as hers, so maybe if I just get some shorter, then I'll get noticed as well and as often as she does. Her hair is a different color than mine. Maybe if I color my hair or cut my hair like she does, then I'll get noticed as often as she does. Well, you're exactly right. We do these things, and guess what, girls? You're not alone. Grown women do too. Sadly, I probably know as many grown women who use as many filters as the hands I saw raised in this room. True story. And I'm not going to ask you, but I bet if I did ask you that many of your mothers or the main women in your life, some of them also use filters. Now, some filters are fun. I get it. Me and my sister, we have Snapchat because, well, one, I'm on Snapchat because my two boys are, and I'll watch them like hawks. And so um, two of my five boys are, I should say. But my sister and I, we snap the little fat face that has the baby voice when we're having a really good day. Again, stuff sarcasm in there, and so we send that little one because it's fun and we need a good laugh sometimes at the end of the day. So I'm not saying that every time you use a filter, you're saying you're not good enough. But as a general rule, these invisible masks that we put on, when we act a certain way, when we try dressing a certain way, even maybe when we listen to music that we wouldn't normally listen to, but she listens to it, or I wouldn't watch this movie at my house, but she says it's cool, so maybe we will. That's all ways of altering or filtering or masking ourselves and who we are because we don't think we're good enough. That's one of the main reasons, which goes back to what we've been talking about all week. I want to share with you now, I want you to open up your Bible for me and turn to Matthew chapter 23. It's the first book of the New Testament. Go to Matthew chapter 23. And I want to tell you a little bit about this. Well, let's just read it and then we'll talk about it. Matthew chapter 23. 
verses 25 and 26 is where I'm going to read. Matthew chapter 23. Now I'll tell you that the little subtopic or the subtitle at the top of this chapter says, Woe to the scribes and Pharisees. What that means is they're getting scolded. Woe to the scribes and Pharisees. And let me tell you who the scribes and Pharisees are in this passage. They're the religious. They're the ones that know the rules, they know the rituals, and they want everybody to follow them. And here in this passage of Scripture, it says in chapter 23, verse 25, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you cleanse the outside of the cup and the dish, but the inside, they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also. Now, does anybody here have a clue what those two verses are about? All right, again, I'll come back to you. Okay, and what is it that they're not doing? What is it that they're really not concerned about here? You got? Okay. Their focus is on the wrong thing. That's right. That's exactly right. They are focused on the external appearance. And they're using in this, in this picture a cup. Now, so I, I brought a cup with me because I, I want you to have an object that, you can, that will serve as a reminder as to what we're talking about right here. Okay, I came in wearing a mask because... The problem that we're addressing tonight that all of us, many of us here have in common, no matter your age, and I will tell you, it gets better. Wouldn't you agree, Denise, that we wear fewer masks the older we get, the more seasoned and mature we get in Christ, or they should. It should get easier to wear fewer masks. But there are still times in our lives. Maybe you've seen videos where you see this woman and she's tried to get her kids to church and everybody's been screaming and on the verge of cussing on the way to church and then they bust up in the church doors and it's like she's a rock star and everybody's like how you doing she's like fine we still pose and pretend to be fine sometimes when we're not but it gets easier or should the more you mature in Christ but this object and the problem we're addressing here of wearing masks, I want to serve as a reminder to you. So this passage of Scripture says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, and he calls them hypocrites. Okay? Saying one thing, doing another. And here he says, you're concerned about the outside of this cup. Does this cup look pretty good to you? Looks pretty good. She's got a drink. So like if I poured some of her drink in this cup, would you? it looks pretty good, right? But what about this? You want to drink out of this one now? I mean, you don't... Wait a minute. You said it looked good on the outside. A little bit of skank growing on here on the inside. 
I found some leftover pie that Jackson didn't eat, and I found a handful of eggs, and I found a little bit of trash, and I thought, well, I'll just scoop a little bit of that in there for y'all to drive this point home. The outside of this cup looks perfectly fine, right? Looks delicious. I could pour a cold glass of water in there. It looks like from the outside, it looks perfect. It looks wonderful. As do many of us when we put on our mask. We look like we're doing all right. But then, when we take a good hard look at the inside, it's not so great. It's not so great after all. Everybody get a good look at that? Okay. So the next time you pour your cup of coffee, maybe you drink milk out of mugs like some of the kids at my house, I don't know. I want you to think about this passage of Scripture. Okay? Because sadly here, they were focused on the wrong thing. They were focused on looking good on the outside, things looking good on the outside. Now, I want to drive this home a little bit further. I want you to turn with me now to 1 Samuel. I want to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. 1 Samuel, so you're going to flip back to the Old Testament. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7 is the one I'm going to read. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. Mary, you want to read that for us? You got it? <laughs> you got it? No? Yes? That's right. Girls, that's the scripture many of you have probably heard before. But I'm going to say it again. The Lord was telling Samuel here. Now listen, they were going to anoint David as king. Remember, David was a little one. There were lots of other people that looked finer and stronger and more capable of being a king than David did. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Girls, I want you to do something for me for a minute. To look at me. Tonight I want you to take your mask off. I want you to stop trying to look pretty. I want you to stop trying to have it all together. I want you to stop being okay if you're not okay. Tonight I'm going to give you a little push. Tonight I'm going to give you permission to not be okay. Because some of you still aren't okay. And listen, some of you are. Let me pause. Some of you, again, have, have written me letters. You've talked to me out here. You, you are leaving here ready to do greater things for the Lord than when you came in. And I praise the Lord for you, and I did today in prayer. But back to those of you who are not okay. 
I want to say to you today that right now in this moment and out here when we walk out here to this fire, for just a minute, I want you just to get real. Look at me. I want you to get real. I want you to take the mask off. Just like I pulled that Spider-Man, I want you to take it off. If you're not okay, if you're worried, if you still are confused, if you just don't know if you're okay with Jesus, I want, if you've just been pretending and you've been putting on your pretty church clothes and you've been going to church and you've been pretending for your mom and you've been pretending for your grandma and you're acting good for your teachers and your coaches and you're tired, tonight I'm giving you permission to lay it all down and come to Jesus. And tell him, thank you for not looking at my outside. Because right now I don't feel okay with my outside. Jesus, thank you for loving me. Jesus, thank you for being willing to forgive me. Jesus, thank you for saving me. I want you to let him cleanse you and begin to cleanse you and make you new from the inside out. Because I'm going to tell you something. In the end, it doesn't matter how pretty you look on the outside. If your inside's still a mess... That's what's going to matter because of the scripture we just read. That's not just an Old Testament scripture. That was the Lord speaking to, he was speaking to Samuel and he was telling him, I don't look at the outside. I don't see what man sees. And girls, listen to me. More than what your preachers think, more than what your mamas and your daddies think, more than what your counselors or the staff or the volunteers think about you, it matters where you are with Jesus and how right or not right you are with him. So, again, the reason we wear these masks is because we're not okay or we think we're not enough. I could go back and we could rehearse the scriptures that we said last night. Because those are lies. If you've been made right in Christ and you've been justified, you've come to Christ, you've asked him to forgive you, he's Lord of your life, then guess what? Guess what? Those lies that you're hearing, okay, they're no longer true. You have a new dialogue, a new story. I once was lost but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. That is your before and after story. Before Christ, masks maybe were necessary to make you feel safe and okay. But after coming to Christ, they're no longer necessary. Now, it may take you a little while to get used to just being okay. I watched a YouTube video, and I thought about showing it, but it was just a little bit... It would have creeped Jake out. thought it might have creeped some of you out. But I'll just tell you about it. It showed a girl. She's in a bathroom, and she puts on a mask. There's no speaking in the video, but you see this girl, and she stands in front of this mirror, and she, you can tell by her body language that she's not okay. She slumps over. She walks along. She goes into this cafeteria, there's groups of red-faced masks. There's groups of yellow-faced masks. There's groups of purple masks. So there's all these different masks, all these teens wearing masks. And her mask doesn't match anyone's. 
because she sits alone. She doesn't feel apart. She looks around and doesn't see anybody like her. And you can tell she's becoming anxious. She's becoming worried. So she runs back to the bathroom and she stands in front of the mirror. And you see her grab hold of the sink and you see her fold her shoulders back. Then she falls to the floor. Her mask breaks. Part of the mask breaks. She stands up, looks back in the mirror, realizing that her mask is broken. She grabs back a hold of the sink and she pulls her mask off. And for the first time, you see her face. She walks out of the bathroom, back into this crowd of all these masked people, and they all look at her. And the only words in this video was, the day truth found me. This can be the day truth finds you. This can be the day that the masks and the filters come off. Going to the jail was my favorite place to minister for a long time. And I'll tell you why. When I would go to the jail and minister to the women there who had lived hard, made terrible choices, many of them missing teeth, hadn't washed their hair in who knows when, nothing fancy about their clothes, and there was a smell like I'd never smelled. But it was still my favorite place. You know why? Because why? I did get to teach them about God, but I got to teach about God in a lot of places. If I had my pick at the time, I would have chosen to go there over a lot of churches. You know why? You're getting warmer. One more, right here. They were lost, and here's the, here's the thing. I'll take you. You're so eager to answer. Tell me. They didn't have a mask on. They were too tired to pretend. They were too tired to pretend to be okay. They sat on their bunks, or they sat on the picnic tables, and some of them could barely hold their heads up. And when I went there, I could just meet them right where they were. I didn't have to push through the mask or peel back the filters and go, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. You're good? Yeah, I'm good. No, they weren't good. They weren't good. They needed help. They were at the end of their rope. They didn't have any answers. They were desperate for help and desperate for change. And I said, I've got hope for you, and his name for G is Jesus. And they were ready. And many of them, that was their day that truth found them. Girls, we're going to walk out of here in just a couple of minutes. And we're going to step out here into the shadows of the night here at camp. We're going to be out here under the lights. They're going to have us a fire. We're going to sing for just a minute, those of us who are ready and eager to praise the Lord. And I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you tonight to take your mask off. If, even if you've been wearing it all week, 
I'm giving you permission to take it off and take a deep breath and say, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. It's okay to not be okay. Jesus is ready. Jesus is near. He loves you. He cares. He has the answer to every question you have now and to the questions you haven't asked yet. He is the answer. Father, we love you. Father, I believe we've said tonight all that needs to be said. And right now, Holy Spirit, we just ask you to do your work. For the girls in this room, for the women in this room, who've been prancing around like this cup tonight, like they've got it together on the inside, on the outside, but their inside is a mess, cry out to them, Lord. Call their name. Girl, for the... Father, for the teens in this room, for the girls in this room who've been going to school and maybe even to camp or to their ball teams and and they wear these masks, Father, give them the okay from you tonight to take that mask off. God, for the first time, make them brave enough to let you see them as they really are. God, break down walls, break down barriers. We ask you to stop the pretending to take off the mask to clear the filters. Father, look into the souls of each of these girls and meet them where they are. You are all they need. Father, I love you. I thank you for your love, for your forgiveness, for your grace, for these sweet, sweet times. And God, right now, I thank you for all that you're about to do. I pray for souls to be saved and for those who have gone wayward, who have walked away from you as their first love, Father, that they'll come back. That they'll come back to you tonight and mean it. And that they'll leave this campfire and go back to their cabins afresh and anew to start with you. We pray in Jesus' name.